Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Man, I'm excited to talk to you, especially excited because the Podbean app didn't want to load. I started recording. Is it recording? Okay. I started recording three times and it didn't record. So somebody doesn't want you to hear this message today. And I want to encourage you, whether you're a regular listener or this is your first time and you're just looking to add something to your routine and change your life, man, the good news is you're probably not an NPC, which if you want to know what an NPC is, uh, go back and listen to the episode, Are You an NPC? But chances are you're not, which is exciting. And the reason why that's exciting is that you barely, most of you listening right now, have barely even begun to scratch the surface of your potential. Like, I think of that movie uh, Limitless, right? Well, who, who is that? Bradley Cooper, maybe? I don't know actors and actresses' names very well. But, you know, they say, like, you only use 15% of your brain, and he takes this pill, and all of a sudden he's, like, this super genius trader and makes millions of dollars and can almost, like, basically, like, see the future and predict, predict trends. He basically gets, like, super, super Asperger's, you know, all these People that are autistic could do like 57,462,582 times 84 in three seconds to tell you the answer, right? Well, he becomes really good like socially, becomes really good with women, like his whole, and then, you know, it's this drug and it's like really hard on his body and he needs more and more and more to get, you, you know how it goes. So anyways, the reason why I say that is, dude, like some of you have, so much more potential than what you're using right now. You have so much more potential than what you're using. Like the creative brilliance of some of you out there right now that's just, just and, and what, what's holding you back from this creative brilliance? What's holding you back from reaching your true potential? I think it's just years. Like I was, I was doing this the other day. I was sitting there thinking about, beliefs that I used to have about myself and beliefs I have about myself now. And I realized that now even doing this podcast, even achieving everything I've achieved and even everything I've been through, I still engage in a lot of negative self-talk that if I rewind a decade, I don't think I was engaged in. And I started thinking, Mike, why do you think these things about yourself? Why do you expect certain outcomes. What? And it's just, I realized it's years. Like I just got done saying, oh, I've had a lot of achievements. I've also had just as many, if not more, failures. And this is me speaking to myself and you, is that if you're not careful, your failure, failures, your mistakes, your shortcomings, betrayals, and bad things that happen in your life will start to change your internal narrative. Like, if you think I'm, like, somewhat cocky now, you should have met me seven years ago, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought, no, I believe humility is extremely important, but I really thought at one point I was invincible, and a lot of that has to do with the hubris of youth, but in the same, at the same time, it's, I realized that I don't nearly engage in as many positive like uplifting thoughts about myself as I used to when I was younger. And I said, damn, that's, that's got to change. Because the world, again, there is something to be said for humility, absolutely. 
I don't count myself better than anybody else. That's why I'm talking to you about how much potential you have. But I think, like I said before, your failures, your shortcomings, bad things that happen to you in life, uh, unmet goals have a tendency to kind of beat your ego into the dirt, and I think you need to have ego. It's 51% humility, 49% ego. Some of you are operating at 20% humility, 60% insecurity, and 20% ego, and wondering why you feel so poorly about yourself or why things don't seem to really work out. So it's like, Mike, okay, I get it. I've let life beat me down for quite some time. I've had this bad thing happen to me. I've had this bad thing happen to me. I've had shortcoming and failure. I've had sickness, death, and disease around me. I've had betrayals and backstabbings and broken relationships. Like, okay, how do I make a comeback mentally? How do I put myself in the right mindset mentally so that I could start to unlock, so that I could start to live out my true God-given potential. And I think, number one, it's, it, it comes from, and I'm speaking to a certain person right now, you can't be so hard on yourself. Like, you have to take a little bit of time. Some people celebrate victories for too long. Some people don't celebrate them at all. So there's two extremes. And some of you don't celebrate the small victories enough. You give yourself no credit. So you're, you're telling your brain that when you do the right things, there's going to be no reward, right? We, we're reward-driven animals. You have to start to set up an internal reward system for yourself and start, start to celebrate small victories. This is tough for me because it's like even when I execute everything to a T, I'm always like, man, I could have done this better, could have done more of this, I could have done this. I'm not, you know, I still feel like I have more left in the tank. I should have given more here. And here's the thing, man, like your, your brain will start to just, what's the point? If, we're, if it's never good enough, what's the point? And you'll start to discourage yourself. So I think it's, number one, it's extremely important for you to start to celebrate small victories. Start to celebrate small victories. And you don't have to throw yourself a party every time you do something well. Sometimes it's just a moment of quiet reflection looking at, man, look at everything I've overcome. Look at everything I did. Look at what I got done today and just like, hey, good job, man. Maybe it's sharing an achievement with somebody that you know and love that you know is going to give you some love for it. Maybe it's setting a goal for yourself. Maybe it's like when I do this, this, and this, I'm going to purchase this thing that I've wanted for a little for a long time, or maybe I'm going to take myself to my favorite restaurant, or maybe I'm going to have that glass of wine. Like, start to reward yourself. Set up an internal reward system for yourself, because if you don't do this, I'm telling you, over the long haul, you're going to burn yourself out. Number two, do good things for other people. There's no quicker way to heal yourself than by living altruistically and selfless. Let me say that again. There's no better way to heal yourself than living altruistically and selflessly. When you start to take the focus off of yourself and your ego, which I know sounds contradictory because we're talking about building your ego, but you will. 
if you do this properly. When you start taking the focus off yourself and your ego and you start looking at how you can make the lives of those around you better, man, nothing will repair and improve your internal dialogue. I also think that this is the best way to get God involved in your internal dialogue. You know, and I want to pause real quick. A lot of people like to focus on the promises of the Bible without focusing on the paragraph or two above it. I'm thinking about this specific case in Isaiah where it says, uh, your light will break forth like the dawn. You will heal quickly. I'm coming up to the Starbucks line. Hold on one second, gang. Bear with me. So back to that while we wait, um, verse in Isaiah. Thank you for choosing Starbucks. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. What can I get started for you? Could I get a uh, whatever the meat, grande iced caramel macchiato, please? You got it. What else? Uh, can we, that be made with whole milk as well? Yeah, I can do that for you. Uh, that'll be it. Awesome, 5.89, thank you. Thank you. Now you guys know what my coffee order is. Also, you know that I avoid soy, like the plague. I feel like they'll try to sneak some of that almond milk or soy milk in there. Blah. Anyways, your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing uh, will come speedily, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Isaiah, I, I don't recall if you were to Google it, pull it right up. So people love to focus on that. Like, oh, God's going to do these things for me. But before that, it talks about taking care of the poor. It talks about taking care of the widows and the orphans, and that when you do these things and turn from your sin, the yoke he talks about, and you fast properly. I'm trying to rewind through the previous two you know, sections of verses before that verse I just mentioned. I believe he talks about fasting properly, uh, putting off, like malice and anger and hatred, uh, feeding the poor, taking care of the orphans and the widows, then your healing will come speedily. Then your light will burst, burst forth. Then, so it's like the best way, because I'll go off on a tangent about how people just disrespect Scripture um, and just blaspheme Scripture all the time. Um, I want to focus on, I think, like I said before, the quickest way to get God involved in your internal dialogue is to do selfless acts in the name of God for other people. Not so that we receive anything in return, but I think that this edifies our soul. I think that this edifies our spirit, and it's the best way to get God involved in our internal dialogue pulling up to the window right now, so hold on a second. So we talked about doing things selfless, selflessly for other people, celebrating small victories. You know, what other ways can we begin to improve? Hi, how are you? Awesome. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. See, you know, I feel so much better. Just, you know, how many cranky people probably come through the Starbucks line every morning, just miserable. You know, threw 10 bucks in the tip jar, greeted her with a huge smile so much that she laughed. You know how much better I feel about myself right now? 
You know what I'm saying? Like some of y'all walk through life being miserable waiting for somebody to come save you. You know what I mean? It's like, why don't you be that person for other people first? And a lot of times you'll end up saving yourself. But anyways, so what's the third way that we can start to improve our internal dialogue? This is a big one for me too, man, is how much exposure I give to my, or I put myself in, in terms of social media, current events, news, nothing Maybe this is just for me talking to myself. I know there's some other people out there that need to hear it. That if I spend too much time on social media, I become the angriest version, the most vindictive, nasty version of myself. Because I just see so many things that I hate, and for good reason. You know, I hate the genital mutilation of children. I hate the sexual perversion that we see in the world today. I hate, you know, our inept, corrupt, backwards leaders. I hate, I, you know, there's so much to be righteously hate right now. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that, but an overexposure to it will start to influence and warp your mind. I notice that when I spend too much time on social media focused on these things, I tend to uh I tend to get like internal like a little violent. You know what I'm saying? Like I just look for a reason, like, oh dude, I hope this guy cuts me off in traffic, he gets out of his car, you know. Like you'll start to some of you psychos know what I'm talking about, right? You start to look for a reason and that's that's not good. That's not how we're called to live. So I think that what you put in your head in terms of the social media that you consume the news, how much news you consume, what type of social media you consume is very, very important because this will also shape your internal dialogue. You should be following people and things that are going to encourage you, that are going to lift you up in a positive way, that are going to help you build and construct that internal narrative of positivity, achievement, etc. in your life. I think the fourth way is also to get around people that will encourage you, challenge you, and push you. You know, we've talked about auditing your circle time and time again. How many of you would, would say that your inner circle is rooting for you? How many of you would say that your inner circle uplifts you? How many of you would say that your inner circle, uh, you know, is, is, pushes you and challenges you? Getting around the right type of people is so important when it comes to shaping your internal narrative. You've got you've to cut the negativity out regardless of who they are or severely restrict it and start to focus on spending time with those that want to see you win. And the final way is to learn the lesson and move on. Learn the lesson and move on. When a relationship fails or a goal is missed or you make a major mistake or just people betray you or backstab you or you fall short or you miss the mark, learn the lesson 
And like a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. What I mean, learn the lesson I mean, put in, understand that you, what you did to get yourself in that situation. Well, I didn't do anything. This other person attacked me. Well, what? How did you let this person get so close to you? What warning signs were there? Like, what did you not pick up on that allowed you to be put in this position? It's always, when you start to blame things on everything else around you, you give away your power. We've talked about this before. You need to start to focus on, okay, what happened, just just unemotionally, objectively, what happened? Okay, this was the outcome. What could I have done better proactively to make sure that I, don't, that I didn't find myself in this situation. Okay, I've identified these action items. How can I implement and build my life around these action items to ensure that it doesn't happen again? And then you move on from it. Like, I feel like the devil will attack you with your failures, will attack you with people, will attack you mentally, keep you up at night with your failures and shortcomings if you let them. You know what I'm saying? And when you start to reflect, it's like, man, I blew that so bad. Why would I even try again? That's the most dangerous thing, man. That's the most dangerous train of thought is when you start to focus too heavily on your shortcomings, where it goes beyond learning the lesson, and now it just comes to to the point of self-deprecation. You need to find ways, which is simple, just letting it go emotionally, and when the thought comes, you choose not to engage with it. You know, I, I found the easiest way is to start to view thoughts like people that you could turn around and walk away from. I've personified certain thoughts. I've begun to, I'm not perfect at it yet, but I've begun to personify thoughts. Certain, I've, I've been spending more time thinking about what I'm thinking about, metacognition, right? And I've begun to personify certain thoughts or lines of thinking that I notice influences my feelings and thus behaviors. And what happens is recently, if I'm able to catch it, I'll identify this, this thought as a certain person. I've, I've, I've drawn up a character, caricature in my head and I walk away from it, just like I would walk away from a person I don't want to be around out in public, right? This, for me has been an extremely effective method to get out of, like, negative, toxic thought patterns. Very effective. So these are just some tips for you guys today. I did want to spend some time with you um, on changing your internal dialogue. And please understand how important this is, all right? I'll let you guys go. I love you. Let's get it. Peace.